astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Uh, Welcome to today's episode where we will be talking about Pluto closing out the final degrees of Capricorn. And in case that sounds confusing to some people, I know we've been talking, gosh, so much about Pluto between, uh, you know, how the pandemic started in 2020. We've been talking about the Pluto return of the United States. And now we are going to focus today on Pluto sitting at the last degrees of Capricorn. And uh, you've probably heard us talk about, you know, when planets sit at just those very opening degrees or those very closing degrees that they have a lot more power and kind of think of it as bookends, that they're heavy events that sit on, you know, the books that kind of shape what that whole era was about. Yeah, it defines, it defines like the opening chapter and the closing chapter right? Without those two chapters, the book generally doesn't hold well together, (laughs) right? Everything kind of comes together in that final chapter, right? Kind of things get worked out, or of course they could end in disaster. That's possible. Maybe it could be a sad ending of some sort, but many times a lot of storylines are tied up, right? I think it's a fascinating topic because oftentimes we might be inclined to say, well, let's start talking about Pluto moving into Aquarius, because that's coming up here as we go to 2023. But now let's take this whole session here and talk about where we've been since 2008. Right. And there's two sides to look at it. One, we can look to see what has happened in the world because the world experienced it, right? Pluto mm-hmm. moved into Capricorn. Yeah. We feel that globally. And then we also feel that on a very personal level, uh, because we can look to our individual charts and see where was Pluto, where is Capricorn in your chart. We can also talk solar today. So if you don't know what your chart looks like, if you don't know your rising sign, we will also give some solar insight to that. But um, if we go back to 2008 on a global level, we can just talk about some things that maybe we can do some predictions a little bit of how the bookends might come. And some of the bookends we're already starting to see. So I think, uh, mom, one of the first examples you have is that China hosted uh, the summer Olympics in 2008. It was the first time that they had ever done that. Right. And what just finished. Right. 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 Uh, China hosting the winter Olympics. So that's, uh, you know, again, you know, China has a chart. We're not discussing that today, but there's something very significant that they took international prominence during this 14-year period, 2008. And again, just to be sure, um, Pluto is now at sitting at, uh, what is it, at 20, 27, uh, 27, 28 right now. So it's got to go to 29 and then it's going to hit zero degrees Aquarius. So we're saying 2022, eh, it'll spill a little bit into the opening of 2023, but it's ending, it's moving. So there's got to be kind of bookends as Kate referenced already. I thought it was coincidental that, pardon me. I think this energy will actually still go out through 2023. 
Well, it's sitting right there. You're absolutely right. It comes back. But I mean, this is, we're there. Yeah. We're there. People are seeing the connection. So just as an example, you know, <clears throat> you know, just as we went back to China hosting the Summer Olympics and now the Winter Olympics, there's other smaller, funner stories, or so to speak. Uh, Britney Spears, you know, 2008, they said she was making a comeback as she was on psychiatric hold. And she came out and did a couple of albums and had some success. Isn't that interesting? Right, now, fast forward to today, and she's really getting the handcuffs off, right? Correct. Yeah, and there's, um, and again, like you just said with China, like we're not looking at China's chart today. We <sighs> looked at Britney Spears' chart in the past. There were lots of other things going on there as well, but it can just start painting this idea that whatever was going on in 2008, that you might personally be having a bookend event to it. And again, it's not the same exact story, right? No, no hopefully not. Right. <laughs> Otherwise you have made no progress. Right. It's the same story. I'm sorry, yeah. you failed. <laughs> yeah. Um, even if we look back in 2008, you know, there was um, a, uh, the housing crisis that happened mm -hmm. uh, there. Of course, they were saying that it was the worst since the Great Depression. Uh, now we're kind of on the opposite spectrum of that where housing is extremely high. Yeah. You know, is it possible that point. we- a yeah. huge dip as well, still as this energy ends. Again, that's where maybe the prediction side comes in, where are we going to see it in the same fashion or is it just going to be that, uh, you know, it, it still is the same story. In 2008, people couldn't afford home. Like people couldn't afford the homes they were in. Yes. Now people can't afford the homes that they're not in. <laughs> right. Now it is kind of a similar story. It is, uh, but the idea is, I want you to think of it. It's like entering first grade, and then you get to the end of first grade. And are you ready to go on to second grade, mm -hmm. right? Or do you get held back? And that's what this is. Look at everyone start looking at 2008. Where, where were your headspace at? Uh, just thinking about Obama, that was the year Obama was elected. So that kind of, you know, I think we all kind of remember that, you know, big deal. What was going on in your life? What were the problems you were facing? And we're going to run through all 12 signs and kind of give a summary of how we might start describing the test that each sign has been under. Yeah. And even you're getting that results I, now. Yeah. Well, even with the idea that Obama was elected, um, in this, you know, Capricorn rules government. That's why we do see a lot of stories about the money and the, and the higher ups under this energy, Pluto mm -hmm. rules power. And so I would be curious, do we end this out with a female in power? You know, oh, Obama no. broke, um, you know, so many, um, I'm, what I'm trying to think. Stereotypes, what? Um, not stereotypes, but being the first, the first yeah, of, right. right? First black president. Like, sure. are we going to be closing this energy out saying first woman president or for like, you know, that there could be another first happening as we close this energy out? Well, even a first female Supreme Court justice, black. Oh, you know, true. That, that's, that's the big thing that seems to be obviously heading, going to okay. come, come about. Okay. But yeah, there, there would be a carrying on and we're looking for some positive movement for the most part we're looking for. But we know that there's some that may have more challenging stories if there hasn't been movement and growth. Right. So let's start talking about Capricorns. Okay. And so if you have a Capricorn sun, this applies mm -hmm. to you. But if you have a Capricorn rising, um, this would be a little bit more accurate to your natal chart. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking about Pluto in Capricorn. So this is affecting your first house, which we might pose the question, have I learned to be self-responsible? Yeah. 
Yeah. I think there's a good chance that, you know, again, look, only in hindsight, I think Capricorns could look back and say, well, yeah, I was kind of cruising. I had everything under control. Somewhere they might have in hindsight, maybe have appeared a little confident or cocky even, you know, that I think that they were thrown some major challenges, 2008, 2009, those were not easy years for Capricorn. And they might've been, uh, you know, started having to question themselves, right? You know, what they were doing, are they aligned with it? Is this me? You know, am I overly dependent on someone? Um, these have been big lessons about learning their personal power, standing their, their ground on something, uh, being a little more responsible yet. Right. You know, um, well, and Pluto can be associated with crises, right? Definitely. Or transformation. So you'd be like, what has been the crises that transformed your life? So yeah. whether that's your body, your attitude, your self-awareness, um, you know, Capricorns might feel like they've been kind of put through the ringer since 2008, where they've had just a string of storylines that they, their friends necessarily can't relate to. And especially, and I bet go ahead. Well, I was going to say this. I bet there's a lot of Capricorns out there that they go, oh my God, now looking back, who was I in 2008? Right. I didn't know, a, I didn't have a clue. I, there was so many things have changed. I would expect for Capricorns to have more of a dramatic before and after. Yeah. Yeah. Again, this has been exceptionally long. It's been exceptionally intense. Pluto and Capricorn is heavy, as you kind of su suggested <laughs> there. But also this has been a long slog, 14, 15 years in a sign. Uh, that doesn't happen all the time. Right. Right. That's exceptionally long stay in a sign for Pluto. Um, next, if we talk about Aquarius, so Aquarius sun or Aquarius rising affecting your 12th house, um, you know, the question for you might be finding your way back to yourself while helping others. Yeah. Anyone who's, who's streaming, inventing Anna these days, uh, you know, that Anna Sorokin, she who's in ice detention right now, the real story of what she's doing. She's an Aquarius. Yeah. Well, if you've seen that, if you've been streaming that episode, that series, you'll know the idea that she has found herself in this very, you know, awkward, uh, threatening situations. Uh, you know, she's actually been in jail, <laughs> served time under this energy. I mean, that's the worst. I mean, that's just probably really extreme. I assume I our listeners are relating <laughs> to that scenario, but it means the idea I'm, I'm feeling trapped. I'm in a, I'm playing a role. Is it me? Is this who I've been? So this whole thing of finding your way back to who you are. Well, and 12th house quite literally does rule jails and prisons, yeah. but it can also on a symbolic level, just like, where am I being tethered? Mm -hmm. um, 12th house would also rule things like drugs or alcohol or lotions or potions or anything that distorts uh, the situation. Uh, you also might find yourself in very awkward or threatening or disrespectful situations. So um, I'm an Aquarius sun with a Pisces rising. So again, even though um, natally, right, it's different, but for solar, it, this affects me. And if I look back to 2008, um, I was being let go of a position due to the crisis, um, the my ex-husband at the well, ex-husband now, but husband at the time had already been laid off. So it was an extremely threatening circumstance where we didn't have now we lost both of our incomes, uh, within like nine months of each other. And, um, I do think that, you know, alcohol was a big story, um, 
not necessarily with myself, but in that situation. And, you know, just to be very uh, transparent, like I'm in a position right now where I'm considering sobriety, like completely cutting out alcohol um, from my life, which again, it's kind of a, a concept that I think I can see growing and I'm seeing it more in news articles and things. Oh yeah. Dry January. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but when I think that's been going on for a while, but now like I see all these companies coming out with alcohol-free beverages and, you know, it's something that I'm thinking, I think this is, I feel like I've always been a trendsetter. I get onto these things before. You you are a trendsetter. I do agree. You do it. You just do it. You don't do it like, Hey, I'm doing this and it's cool. You just do it. And everyone's going, what is she doing? Right. You're, you know, your first Airbnb or what did you call it? Couch, couch surfing. Yeah. 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 You did it years before it became common vocabulary. Yeah. I think when I listed my house with Airbnb, I was one of seven listings in Las Vegas. And now there's oh my God, that's hundreds amazing. of, there's tens of thousands. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyways, again, even just the fact that I said that out loud kind of makes me feel uncomfortable because I don't usually share those things, yeah, you know, is, but yeah, this, this is real. Life is real here. <laughs> We're yeah. keeping it real, Kate. <laughs> exactly. It's just a more um, maybe relatable story than ending up in jail or prison. <laughs> You know, and I say, I say Aquariuses have been like Alice in Wonderland. They have met a cast of characters since 2008. And there's been a lot of distortion and strangeness and maybe being in situations you've never thought you might be in. And, um, you know, it's coming to an end. Right. So I like to say it's like, get out of jail card. There is something that's some sense of options or freedom that one didn't feel like one could do, whether it's because of social pressure, was was because of who you are, where you live. So I think Aquarius should be very happy that Pluto is moving out of their 12th house. Um, yes. And the flip side of that though, is if you are that early Aquarian, now Pluto's moving into your actual sign. So, you know, there yes, is. Yes. <laughs> Well, yes, that Capricorn energy that we just talked about, but Mm -hmm. I agree. It is closing um, a chapter that maybe isn't as easy to discuss. Whereas I think once it moves into your sign, it's a little bit more apparent what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Next, let's talk about Pisces. Uh, Pluto Mm -hmm. is finishing up your 11th house. So probably your final test has to do with the power of the group, the pack, the family, uh, that networking group. And so Prince and Andrew would be our kind of poster person for this. Thinking back to 2008, you might be looking what new circles were were you pulled into? What circles were you walking away from? Um, Yeah. Were they healthy? Were they, you could easily get pulled into, you know, an extreme group of some sort, whether they were doing engaging in behaviors that were, you know, edgy or illegal or, you know, I mean, not that you're in the streets dealing, but many times we know, oh, we know what they're doing. We're a part of it. We're kind of complicit because we don't disagree with what we have, have going on around us. So that's been, I mean, Prince Andrew, look what he got pulled into, right? A powerful circle with a lot of sexual scandals attached, but interesting, weren't the scandal in the moment. That's what's fascinating about this. Here we come to the end of the energy and the end meeting last year, this year, still finishing up. You know, he just did a settlement with um, Gouffre, uh, but, uh, you know, he's lost. He lost a lot of his status within the firm, the family. Mm-hmm. 
He lost a lot of his um, titles. So that idea of the power of the group, the pack, the family, no longer being a part of, being ousted possibly. Yeah. Some people, I assume, have gone through this and become, regained their power back in a new group. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm thinking of a Pisces. I know like stepped away from a job that she had been at for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. You know, that's an idea of walking away from the family, the the pack, the, yeah. the people that she was used to seeing, you know, probably more hours in a week than sometimes her own family. Right. So yeah. I do think there's a struggle between like personal identity and the group, or even just fully understanding what the power of the group is in your life. Yeah. Then look at Aries. Aries, their final test, Um, finding that balance between their professional and their personal life. Suggesting, of course, that they were out of balance, that they swung wildly in one direction. Right. So they They could go back to 2008. Right. um, Kind of see a similar storyline. Did they have to choose personal or professional? I think that they might have more of a drive for finding a healthier balance between these two environments. Uh, they might be able to even recognize that, oh, that was in health, that was unhealthy, that was immoral, that was abusive. You know, sometimes when you like, let's just say you were let go of a company, uh, you know, you might think, oh, I wish I still worked there. I wish it didn't right. go down. Oh, yes. Like that. yes. I, um, you know, I miss that salary. I miss those people. And then six months out, you might say, oh my gosh, that was a blessing in disguise. I didn't realize how unhappy I was there. I've finally been able to like unravel from the stress of it. And now I realize I would have never left that situation. So well, you, very yeah. that word abusive is so strong that sometimes we don't even realize, you know, we, we've been laughing, smiling our way through something, you know, uh, loving money or the perks or whatever. And then when we're, it's over, we look back and go, wait a minute, I was abused. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was talked down to, I was belittled. You know, we all of a sudden see it so differently. And that's what this is kind of this test of how important, how driven are you and what cost is it incurring in your personal life as well. This yeah. would be a classic one for, uh, you know, families, you know, b- children redefining, you know, oh, I need a personal life. I have a personal life, getting a personal life, <laughs> Right. Yeah. And, and also a lot of concern for parents, that's elders, elders, absolutely. switching roles with them, becoming more of the parent, yeah. carrying somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, if you're an Aries and you're, um, you know, in between jobs right now, again, that's just an easy one to, mm-hmm. to give an example for, but, you know, I do think that they might be putting more focus on finding an, a healthy environment or an environment that gives them more of a balance versus just money. You know, that there could yeah. be a, a great focus on. on and they may have achieved some of this already here in 2021. It's not that it's just going to start now. The story's wrapping up, yeah. right? And so we, 2021, I don't know that everyone would have caught it yet, but now I, I feel like anyone listening can see, oh, I see what, how it's happening. Yeah. Uh, next one, we move to Taurus. Uh, final test is listening and tolerating those who think differently. Yeah. Uh, so since 2008, Pluto probably brought some pretty extreme thinking, uh, things that changed your worldview. Uh, maybe you became fixated against a person, a religion, an ideology. 
Yeah. You know, Mark Zuckerberg is our poster Taurus. Okay. You know, and think about what his big, you know, thing has been about having a platform and he's been criticized for, you know, allowing, right, certain entities to infiltrate and to spread, you know, basically, I'm just going to say unhealthy, Mm -hmm. unhealthy statements and news and ideologies. Right. So here he's gotten criticized for just letting it run. It's interesting. The the Taurus Tauruses are under this thing of tolerating those who think differently. So again, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole. But did Mark therefore live up to his chart by allowing mm-hmm. all this hate speech or whatever it was to happen on the platform? Right. Or did he fail? Well, you know, I don't yeah, know. I mean, that's, even, that's a big question. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, even if we don't even take out, like if we take that piece out of it, you know, Facebook was created to, uh, so I could see pictures of, you know, my friend's dogs or my friend's right. Right. You know, I mean, and it was originally created for college students, you know, mm-hmm. and it really did here in the last few years ramp up to be more of a political thing where people were saying, I'm getting off Facebook because it's too political. Right. Which again, it's people's ideologies or it's people's, uh, you know, political preference. And so even regardless of if it was right, if it was wrong, if you agree with it or not, like just the fact that it became a platform for strong views. Mm -hmm. And that's not what, I don't think that's what the intention was when he created it for college students. No, probably wasn't. I do have some good things to say about Taurus though. I do think they should have some unexpected monies. I do think that this is Pluto uh, going through the ninth house generally brings some benefits. I'm sure Mark has made a few bucks since 2008. I know he's lost a lot lately, but the idea is this is oftentimes one where there's unexpected uh, sponsors, extra money's coming in. So I'd still be pretty optimistic if I was a Taurus that there could be some benefits. And I'm saying, yes, money, but it could be just great opportunities given. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when we go move to Gemini, the final test is about finding deeper emotional connections. So yeah. uh, 2008 could have wiped uh, Gemini's out, leaving them wondering, like, where did I take the wrong turn? Did I not set myself up for uh, success? So even the word detoxification might become a buzzword for Gemini's. Again, looking back, maybe even just what you've been doing now, like, um, you know, are these friends supporting me? Are these money habits supporting me that you might be removing yourself from things that you once freely did? Yeah. The eighth house, people go deep. They're forced to go deep. Introspection, looking at themselves, hearing other people's confidential stories. You might've felt that you were an armchair therapist. Mm. Gemini's might've felt like they were armchair therapists under this energy since 2008. Maybe a lot of stories more about sexual orientation just delving into that field, so to speak, not because, oh, I want to study all this just because, oh, people are coming at me. I'm hearing these stories. So this is a deeply transformative placement. So Gemini's, again, I put them right up there with the Capricorns. This has been a big, big deal. The transformation that's taken place since 2008. And the eighth house, 
you know, we think of it as sex, as how focusing on sex, but it means connection, connecting deeply with someone and forming a powerful alliance of some sort that, that can't be broken. And it doesn't mean, oh, just because, oh, we're so happy, happy, happy. <laughs> Oftentimes this is one of, we've overcome this, we went through that together. We did something that, you know, yeah. you've had those experiences where you went through something that was horrific or extreme and you kind of bond in the moment Absolutely. with the people that went there, went was that were there as you went through it. Yeah. One other thing about eighth house that we didn't necessarily talk about yet is the money side of things. Oh yeah. And you know, I'm probably married or not married. I'm in a relationship with a Gemini, like a, what was I going to say? The poster child for Gemini Mm -hmm. because being a triple Gemini and he's so into money right now into crypto, into like planning very, um, like long-term financial stuff, like finances, like a question is a topic that comes up daily. I totally agree. 2008, they could have been wiped out financially. They could have been greatly affected by all the events of 2008 financially right? and having to rebuild this Pluto in your eighth house creates some crises, financial crises when it, when it enters in. Yeah. And it causes you to rebuild. Yeah. And that's a good word for Pluto. Pluto takes down, but it allows you to rebuild Yeah, on that same spot. So healthy financial planning. Yeah. Uh, for cancers, the final test, uh, can I trust again? Yeah, that's a big one. Or I can trust again. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, uh, so we look back into 2008, what was going on with your relationships? Were there any sort of betrayals, traumatic events, losses that really shook you up? Could have been companies, you know, companies that dumped you, you know, partners that you you thought were always going to be there, friends, you know, dropping you. I Again, it's all levels of relationships. It's not just, oh, my husband, my wife, that it go beyond that. Right. Um, and things could have gotten very competitive for you. And, you know, the question could have been, who's going to dominate? Who wants to control me? Who wants to, you know, take advantage of me? There were some wake up stories there for cancers in that time period. Well, because seventh house, you know, so often is just associated with partnerships. Right. But seventh house also rules enemies. Open enemies. Open enemies. Okay. So, you know, the idea of feeling like, oh, I thought we were on the same page or I thought we were on the same team and, and realizing maybe that that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. So we could say that they've been on a rocky road to recovery. Um, but you know, we do think that as you go through the, the rest of this year that you are achieving some really transformative or deep relationships Mm-hmm. from the lessons that you've, you, you've learned since 2008. Yeah, absolutely. And I might have to throw the thing about beauty, refinement, there could have been a sharp aesthetic developed mm-hmm. during this time period where, you know, uh, you stop buying junk, let's say, and now you yeah. only want to buy the best. Yeah. That could become a problem, of course, <laughs> you get, don't have controls on your budget, but it, there is an awakening to beauty that happens under that energy. Yeah. Refinement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, as we move to Leo's, the final test probably has to do with healthy work schedules and environments. So this might sound a little bit like uh, the Aries um, upon initially hearing it, right? But we you know what was going on, especially with work and health in 2008. 
maybe you were taking up some extreme eating patterns. Uh, maybe there was some even psychological challenges when we talk about more of the mental health side of things. I think there's a good chance they may have concluded that maybe they backed away. Maybe they were, or maybe they were forced into a position where they were more behind the scenes. They possibly, you know, stepped back because of emotional pressures, psychological pressures, or just, hey, I, I can't handle this. I need to, you know, I'm just going to do this now. You've moved behind the screen, so to speak, behind the curtain. Uh, obviously, it could have been kicked off a great interest in um, uh, physiological health, right? Alternate therapies for healing. Yeah. Um, you know, there's very strong influences uh, there. Uh, it is interesting, Liz Cheney, who's kind of fighting for her seat at this point, uh, uh, the infamous Republican who's serving on the uh, January 6th committee okay. uh, and at odds with her, most of the Republicans at least. Uh, here she is, you know, probably, you know, stepping back. She's not playing the role she was. And uh, obviously a lot of people don't understand what what her what she's doing she's controversial at this point is mark cuban the one that's creating that pharmaceutical company yeah yeah okay yeah so you know it would be interesting to look back at what he was doing in 2008 Mm -hmm. uh, but here you know we're talking about it the sixth house rules the sector of health he's talking about opening a pharmaceutical thing where you can get uh medicines at a very reasonable rate very reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. It's up and running. It's functioning. Yeah. But you might feel like overall Leo's that their health has been challenged here uh, very strongly in the last few years that their work environments have been uh, tested. And I think that as we move through this year, that they will feel like they are seeing rewards in regards to those areas of their life. You know, and uh, Virginia Gouffray, who just got the settlement from Prince Andrew, that's uh, resolved. Yeah. We don't know. It's closed. I don't think we'll ever find out. Maybe. Uh, but th- see, it's the psychological, the emotional. She's had, had to address that issue. And here it's been in the public. Yeah. Spread on the news and everything like that. So she's been kind of a poster child for that idea of um, just I saw it in the, on the news this morning about the ability to ask for help, you know, the ability to identify when someone needs, you know, needs emotional, psychological aid. Uh, next for Virgos, the final test has to do with connecting with children, um, embracing cash flow. I'm also going to throw in finding your new stage. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, very good one. Yeah. Yeah. I say that probably uh, fifth house interesting. I don't know, know that I don't hear a lot of people talking about this, but I think fifth house has a lot to do with cash flow, mm-hmm. money flowing through your account. You know, when you're not worried, when you're not looking at your checking, you don't even know how much money you have in the account. You just know there's plenty, yeah. right? That is a lovely state of mind, right? Correct. I think we all have decades or times in our lives where we were watching, we knew exactly, right, how much was there, particularly when we didn't use credit cards all the time, when we actually wrote checks, we were very conscious of it. Well, Pluto in that fifth house really upset those Virgos, like their cash flow. And around 2008, they were T-boned, financially T-boned on some level. And then simultaneously, not just as a result of that, but maybe simultaneously there were issues with, oh, children are at distance and children could be charges, just kids that you've taken, you know, helped, whether it's a niece or a nephew, where you have these close relationships with the, the younger generation mm-hmm. and, you know, issues, issues really piled up in that area. And somehow this optimistic 
sense that we generally associate with the fifth house of, oh, it's fun. Let's have a party. All of a sudden that just got burst and Pluto walked in the door, so to speak. And all of a sudden the party's over folks. Let's start watching our money, you know? Yeah. Well, and even like with the thing that I said about the new stage, because I'm just thinking about a Virgo that I know is making a big move to another state. And Mm -hmm. the discussion on the table is, do I take the business that I've created to this new state or do I close the doors and start over something new? And again, that's an extreme example, but I know a couple other Virgos that have, they've started side businesses and they're, and they're questioning, can I launch that as my full business or do I still have to kind of straddle between both of these? And so I do think their identities on the table as am I okay with closing that chapter and not being known for that anymore and being solely known for X, Y, Z. And it, that makes total sense, doesn't it? Yeah. The fifth house is the great need to individuate yourself. So those are simple examples of someone that got something on the side, they want to go with it, they want to jump into it full time. This is who I really am. This yeah. is me. Yeah, that would make some sense. But this that's been struggling. They've been struggling with this. They have yeah, no, this isn't something that just started. It's probably been 12 months already in the making. And you know, again, we give a lot of examples for work. And if you're listening and you don't work in a traditional sense, this would still apply to things like where I volunteer, where I show up, what I'm known for. Oh, I've always been known as the garden lady, you know, and I'm not mm-hmm. enjoying gardening anymore. And my right. neighbors are used to getting a full basket of lemons from me. And, you know, I don't want to be doing that anymore. It can mm-hmm. be very simple storylines as well. Um, that can play out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about Libras. Mm-hmm. Uh, Libras, this has been affecting their fourth house at home uh, yeah. foundation. And gosh, we have Kamala Harris uh, sitting here with this, um, uh, um, feeling safe. Uh, the test would be uh, how secure do you feel in your home and your family? very foundational energy. Yeah. So I think we've joked on um, an episode before that Libras might look, might look like they're moving because Mm -hmm. there's so much kind of crap sitting at the the street for the trash man to take. Um, You know, we have, my dad's a Libra, my brother's a Libra. Um, Mm -hmm. We've seen this play out a couple different ways. Both households. Yes. We've seen it. Yeah. Uh, so decluttering is a big one, releasing the past. You might be reconsidering how uh, your office is set up, how your home is set up. Uh, you might even be having serious conversations about, do we want to continue to live here? So it's mm-hmm. a, the idea that the home might be in transition, even if you're not quite moving yet, but the idea of like, do I feel safe here? Am I secure? Is this where I want to be in the next 10 years? Yeah. And you could literally, if you were going to go into the home on this, where would, where would the focus might be that fourth house is associated with food. Hmm. So interesting, particularly how it's served. And so that whole interest of culinary knowledge could be more of interest, or there could be issues going on in the kitchen that you have to address or that you must address. I mean, we, we know, uh, we know uh, Tyler had a fire, Tyler and Eric had a fire in their oven. I had to get a new stove that, you know, that immediately drew, okay, we have to take care of this fire department showed up. Thank goodness it was contained, but you know, this was a big deal. So they could, it's pulling them into, you know, what's going on out of their kitchen. Right. And if we operate under the same thing, where Aries, we brought in the concern for, you know, family and elders, we could even talk about Libras also having some breakthroughs in their public reputation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That balance, yeah. balance of, right. 
Okay, next let's move to Scorpios, which is moms. Affecting um, third house. So final test would be, can you relax? You know, is there a need to continue to prove yourself? Right. Um, Yeah, 2008 just set off a whirlwind of like pressure. I'm going to say generally for all Scorpios. I can certainly attest it did to me. I woke up in 2008 and came up with all new forms, new ways of presenting the information, new templates. I mean, anyone who's had a consult with me and with yourself, you know, we have a template that we have created. It's customized one, right? Uh, You're not going to hear it from another astrologer. Uh, We take about 30 different aspects of a chart and put them together in a certain way. And it starts telling a story. Well, that's all was created in 2008 and a lot of files and forms were, you know, endless writing was going on during that time period. I took a lot of, started taking classes continuously. I was, I was, I was determined. It was intense. It was a very intense time period. I had appointments starting at 7am in the morning and I would go right through seven days a week, you know, just yeah. You know, now in hindsight, I go, what was I thinking <laughs> now? It's like, cause I'm coming to the end of it. And I'm going like, I don't need to, to work that hard anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But well, and even like, like, I mean, not to like bring up your age or anything, but you know, some yeah. like your past retirement age. Yes, I am. Right. right. And, yeah. and like a lot of my friends like joke, like, oh, I don't think your parents will ever retire. Like they'll yeah. just like keep working, yeah. you know? But yeah. so, I mean, for you, that's kind of a big deal to think. Because I, I think that kind of goes against your your mindset. It does. Some of yeah. your lifelong themes that like, oh, I, I could, I guess, start taking it easy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the other, other lighter sides that a lot of Scorpios may relate to that their environments, their neighborhood, there could be issues have, and particularly go back to 2008, what were the issues in the environment that you were living in, the neighborhood, the neighbor, what was going on on the street, what was happening? I know that was an intense story for me at that point. I won't go into those stories. I was so glad to finally get out of that neighborhood around 2010, I believe it was. But, you know, we started in 29, like, that's it, we're getting out of here. Yeah. And we very happy where we're at now, but uh, oftentimes that forces a shift in the mundane, like how you used to spend your days, where you hung out at, what stores you went to. Now all of a sudden it's like, no, totally different. The other thing, if we're going to talk about neighbors is there could have been some big story lines around siblings and what siblings were doing, what your relationship, like what what was happening with your relationship with your siblings. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There was just overall a need to prove yourself, prove that you could deal with it. You could handle it, that you could pass the test, so to speak. And yeah. So you, now you might you be, should be seen. I'm feeling, I am really feeling it. Like I'm just relying more on my intuition, you know, uh, like uh, I'm ready. I'm prepared. I don't need to, you know, spend another hour going over the same material. Let me go. <laughs> yeah. So you might just recognize the need for more joy or lightheartedness when it comes to your work. Yeah. Um, again, I can think of a couple Scorpios that, you know, they've been working so hard that I'm like, it's not like, I don't know if you could continue to do that, you know? And so there might be like a restructuring, a reorganization Mm -hmm. of how they've worked. Exactly. Okay. The last one we're going to talk about then will be Sagittarius. Yeah. Final test will probably be around money, Mm -hmm. how money's coming to you. Uh, money coming easily and effortlessly to you. Of course, Britney Spears has kind of been our Sagittarius poster child. Um, in addition to my sister-in-law, Erica, that you've heard us talk about. 
So mm-hmm. 2008 might have brought a very high awareness around bills and budgets, maybe new ways to save, new ways to spend your money. And we're thinking that there's a bookend story to this about, you know, how have you redefined your values? Are you feeling more secure? What are you doing to feel more secure? Maybe it's, you've gotten a new job that you just feel like, okay, I'm not worried about being let go. I feel like I'm accepted here. I feel like I could see myself working here in in a couple of years. Maybe there's been a nice um, improvement in the money coming in. Uh, and just a, maybe a lot more focus on let's let's pay off debt. Let's let's. I want to feel more secure. That's what the whole goal here is. I I'm seeking security. 2008, there was some disruption about how is this going to work? How am I going to get it? I need to get to go get a job. I need to go do this. I need to do something. There could have been an alarm going off. Now there should be a sense of oh wow, I think I got it. I think I've got it. That I'm not focusing on okay, what's in the account? How much is there? Do I have what it takes? It's long term security. Second house also has to do with an emotional milestone. So a lot of times, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, we talk about security, we do talk, do talk about money, yeah. but you know, even the idea of like, I'm getting married and now I'm in a much more secure situation because they're, you know, I married into something, um, or, you know, having children, just that where you feel more secure in your environment as well. Right. Okay, well, I think that that wraps up our talk today on Pluto finishing out those last degrees of Capricorn. Again, you know, we're talking about it here in February, but this will continue to be the story as we go through uh, 2022. So this might be one of those episodes that you kind of mark your calendar to go back and listen to even in six months to see how you've been living it out, uh, just because there should be several storylines that unfold as we go throughout this year. Yeah. Absolutely. No, this is, this is big stuff. I know, I hope you could get something out of it just initially, but this is deep stuff that's been going on. And it's kind of fun to see it as a chapter closing down. And I assume in the next couple of months, we'll probably start addressing Pluto moving on into Aquarius and start talking about what, what's coming for everyone else in that. But it's important, I think, to, you know, as you said, put the bookend in place here. Correct. And then Mission also, accomplished. Right. On, right. Right. And then also, as we are recording, uh, we're recording here on the 21st of February. So tomorrow is the exact hit of the Pluto return for the United States. So just be curious to see what the news and I mean, what by the time you're listening to this, what the news was last week, but as we're recording it, what we will hear here in the next uh, seven days to maybe kick off this new energy as well. So lots of Pluto talk to come still. Can I, can I insert one more thought? Yeah. Okay. You know, the United States is a cancer. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of fight about destabilized relationships, you know, and it's just interesting that it's Russia. Russia's on the table. Ukraine's mm-hmm. on the table. You know, that's, that's, that's that bookend that's being formed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We could go back to 2008 to see what mm-hmm. uh, relationships were mm-hmm. being tested at that point as well with mm-hmm. uh, the USA. Right. So, okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much for listening in today and we look forward to talking to you next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com 
or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.